On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our matchup against the Washington Redskins. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram at Packers Podcast and Twitter at Packers Pod. And with that, let's go pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazard. Incredible play. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, Welcome hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, was looking at the Washington roster and couldn't help but look at Adrian Peterson, who this year turned 34. Oh, wow. He was drafted in 2007. We selected about eight spaces or nine places behind him. Ooh, a gentleman by the name. Ooh, you want to? You want? All right. Well, let's you guess. In 2007, Rogers. 2007, was a round one, pick 16. Oh, Clay Matthews was like eight or 2008 or 2009. Then it is a defensive tackle. Oh, was he that guy from Florida State? No, he was a DN. From Tennessee. Oh, Josh, you got this. Justin Hunter. I don't know. No, Justin Harrell. Harrell, that's it. That so the close. question is, <laughs> does Justin Harrell have over or under 34 career tackles? Under. I was going to ask if he had one. <laughs> he had 28. <laughs> 28 tackles. So the guy we picked 16th overall wow. is a Super Bowl champion with 28 total tackles. Wow. He's is- a Super Bowl <laughs> champion. <laughs> Rayshon Gary might get to 28. By hey, year, uh, by year uh, two. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Sunday at Lambeau, Washington versus Green Bay. The series, I feel like I have negative feelings about Washington. I feel like we always somehow screwed up. We've lost three out of the last five against them. It always seems like an ugly game, and it doesn't look like the weather is going to clear that up at all. The Redskins started the season absolutely atrocious before pulling off two wins recently versus the Lions and the Panthers. They sit at three and nine on the year in third place above New York. So we're we're playing the third best team in the NFC East two times uh, in two weeks. Really, this is a, a young team that's battling injuries, quarterback changes. They're trying to get their backfield healthy. Their defense is just hanging on for dear life. The good news, points for this season, 173, which is 60 points behind every single team in the NFL, NFC East. So struggles all around. So let's start with this. Our defense versus their offense, how are we feeling? The defense needs to show up big. I mean, this is an opportunity to get sacks. Um, they actually, ironically, don't rank that high in interceptions. Uh, so Haskins and Case Keenum had done a nice job in uh, limiting the turnovers. But the sacks, uh, we were just looking at the numbers prior to hitting record. And Haskins has only played in six games, and he's allowed or given up 22 sacks. 
almost four a game. So I, I expect four out of our guys. One of the things I'm looking for is just consistency overall. So we know what Smith and Smith can bring. I want to see Kyler Fackrell put together a couple nice games in a row and maybe add a sack in the box score. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's very similar to what we saw against the Giants. You know, uh, you know, we're we're gonna they're gonna run on us. They they got two killer running backs and Adrian Peterson, uh, the vet, and then the rookie Darius Geis out of LSU, um, who recently has just exploded and come on the scene since being injured most of the year. It's um, his second year, right? I thought he tore his ACL all last year. Oh, was he out all last year? I think so. Correct. So second Correct. year, but first year uh, playing. My bad. My bad on that. First year playing, real rookie season. Um, but yeah, and their offensive line is honestly pretty good at run blocking. Um, they they aren't great at pass blocking, so I think we'll have some opportunities there. Um, but yeah, if we don't hold the Redskins under twenty again, like we did with the Giants last week, um, I, I will definitely be worried moving forward. Yeah, they went down early to the Panthers 14 nothing, and they came back on the strength of their running game. And, you know, so much so that they came back and won this game and got Ron Rivera fired. So even if we go up early, don't necessarily count it as a victory just yet. There's no quit in the Redskins team. But Darius Geis is a fun back to watch. Both their running backs have that power running style. We're all familiar with the Adrian Peterson style, but Geis is very similar. Neither have been quite healthy enough. Uh, Peterson's been dealing with more of the injury bug as of late while Geis has been getting healthy. But Geis can just be a bully, and I predict that he's going to show that on a particular linebacker we've beaten up maybe a little too much in this podcast. But Geis has a mean stiff arm, and I expect to see it on, if not our middle linebacker, then maybe one of our secondary guys when he when he gets past the line of scrimmage. Um, our run game hasn't been strong, so I don't think – necessarily we can say we're going to hold guys to you know 50 yards or less i expect these guys to be somewhat productive yeah i think they 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 drive the ball um i I think it's going to come down to you know the red zone and interceptions or turnovers again uh, like like it has been for the packers um i i I think they will threaten just like the giants did and hold and be uh, close late in the game Um, you know 17 13 going into the fourth quarter with the giants i i think that might might happen again with the Redskins. Um, they're they're very tough nose. Uh, they play tough. They play very uh, aggressive, um, which we have not been as of lately. Uh, so it could cause a few issues, but we we should be able to clean it up. I do worry, and I really really hope this defense is woke for this game because this has a surprise game written all over it to me because there's no real part of this Redskins offense where I couldn't make the argument that they're actually better than the Giants. Because as much as Saquon Barkley is a name, after that second, I think second or third week when he had the sprained ankle, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same back. And they don't have anything beyond him. I think Geis and Peterson are actually a very good duo that are physical runners. So if we had a tough time tackling smaller backs this entire season, I worry about a, a backs that are going to run us over. Uh, McLaurin is solid. Harmon's coming on the rookie. Uh, offensive line is decent. I mean, I was going to say the tight ends are nothing special, but then Caden Smith goes off on us. Get so. ready for some sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really, the only, the only thing, and even Haskins, I think, is very similar to Jones. Of he's going to take some sacks. He's going to make some probably bad decisions. He's definitely a little bit more mobile, but. I think that this Redskins offense is better in just about every element as the Giants that we just faced. 
this just we cannot fall asleep on this game. We like we've said, the defense needs to show up two weeks in a row. Yeah, the real question I wanted to bring this up. The real question is, will Jeremy Sprinkle get over under 70 yards receiving? Over. Over. <laughs> we, we've been giving every tight end 70 yards. It's just if they show up that day and put on shoulder pads, you're getting 70 yards. If he so gets I, 70 yards, that's uh, sprinkles with a cherry on top. But um, hey, <laughs> we can't just gloss over Terry McLaurin, though. The rookie out of OSU is one of the top rookie wide receivers. He's got speed. He's he's more of a polished route runner than you would expect out of a rookie wide receiver. Him against Jair is going to be fun to watch. I I still got to take Jair just from an experience standpoint. Jair's faced and seen more and better talent than Terry McLaurin. But Terry McLaurin is legitimate. And when he gets matched up on number 20, Kevin King from the Packers, cross your fingers because he could – he I, I don't want to say destroy, but he could have a couple big plays on us easily. You know, you're totally right. And I was going to actually highlight him, but I didn't think it was worth it because I think our defensive line is just going to cause so much havoc this game that I don't yeah. even think he has a chance to make some plays. Uh, if he does, it's going to be really quick routes, and then he's going to have to do – become a running back not a wide receiver at that point um, that's the key it, they're not a highly penalized team so you're not going to be laughing at the redskins performance in my expectation from from what i saw really what it boils down to is they're just too young like a little bit of what we talked about with the giants Dwayne haskins is also a rookie quarterback out of osu he literally didn't start until the middle of the season and the word coming out of the locker room was because he couldn't grasp the playbook so if you can put pressure on a guy that can't grasp the playbook, he's not going to grasp the kind of schemes that Petten can throw at him from a blitz and a coverage perspective. The pass rush is of the utmost importance because as long as you have the pass rush we've had all year, you're going to force Dwayne Haskins into some mistakes and most likely turnovers, and that's going to be the end of the game. I'm, I'm not as concerned as you guys are. I, I would put him on equal footing with the Giants, but I think being back home – and there's a, a focus amongst the Packers that we're not perfect yet either. There's a lot of things we need to work on. I think we take care of this one somewhat early. I actually I, I misspoke a little bit. The 173 points that they scored this year not only is worse than the NFC, it's worse than the NFL. NFL, yeah. By the far. Cincinnati Bengals have more points than the wow. Washington Redskins. Now they have two wins coming in. It's interesting, but I. I it all comes down, I don't know how many times we have to say it, if they get in the face of the quarterback and they take care of business in terms of Kenny Clark, can we get back-to-back games with him? Can we keep everything in front of us? We should do well, but they have young weapons that if we don't take care of fundamentals, I, I honestly think they can put up some points against us. So let's talk about our offense, though, because, again, we spread the ball around a little bit. Devontae comes back, and he's he's Devontae again. Uh We'd like to see probably a little bit more from our running backs, but how do we feel about our O in this game? You know, I I am a little – this is where I'm worried more than the Redskins' offense uh, of, of trouble happening um, because our offense really hasn't been clicking. And the Redskins' defense has recently gotten a hot streak. You know, their, their pass rush has, in the past two weeks, uh, gotten 13 sacks on the Lions and the Panthers, and that's a huge reason why they were able to win uh, because they were able to stop – uh, late comebacks um, by those teams. Um, but, you know, they, they have a total of 36 sacks on on the year. Um, the defensive line is very young and hungry. Um, they have my favorite defensive end, Montez Sweat. Um, and then last year's first-round pick for them, Jonathan Allen, Alabama. 
Um, both those guys are on opposite sides and, and those two teamed up with Ryan Kerrigan every now and then. I mean, they know how to cause a ruckus. I think Kerrigan's still hurt, though, right? He was out last week. Yeah, he, he might be back this week, they said, but probably not. Yeah, and, and Montez Sweat, I do like him. Jonathan Allen as well, Deron Payne, and even Matt Ioannidis. Their defensive line is, is pretty strong. I, I got to give the upper edge to the veterans of the Green Bay Packer offensive line, though, and I trust that if we can negate the young athletic guys on their side, but if we can just out-technique them, we should be fine. Um, they do like some of their younger guys on their defense. Cole Holcomb, the middle linebacker out of mm-hmm. North Carolina, um, he's actually pretty decent in pass coverage. They got Josh Norman's a name everyone's going to know along with Landon Collins, but they've also had guys like Quentin Dunbar, uh, Monte Nicholson. There was uh, Fabian Moreau has stepped up lately for him uh, on the defensive side as well. So they, they've got some development guys, but to Josh's point, in my notes, I put almost the exact same thing that you said. I'm more concerned in this game about the continued development of the Packers. So continue to develop the offense and really find your guys that you need to take into the big games. And we all know what the big game is against the Vikings, right? So figure out, is Lazard going to be that consistent performer where you can get him three to five catches a game and he can get you in the end zone? Is Geronimo really going to be our number three and be assignment sound? Or do we have an option anywhere else? I was hoping we were going to put a waiver wire claim in on Trevor Davis this week who got dropped by the Raiders. But it looks like the Dolphins already got him. But take a chance on some guys in a game like this where hopefully you can get a two-touchdown lead. Let's work and and develop some things. Continue to use the middle of the field. I want to see them try a screen pass or two, get Vitaly involved maybe. And then the one thing I really would love to see, I will – jump off my couch or jump off the bar stool wherever I'm watching this game, if they can hit a halfback angle route. We haven't really mm-hmm. seen much of this. A lot of the halfback catches have been flares or bubbles off towards the sideline. The halfback angle, for those that don't know, you make it look like you're running towards the sideline, but you essentially just do a 90-degree stop and run towards the middle of the field. Most middle linebackers can't cover that, and Aaron Jones uh, is a top-tier running back. So he could get wide open on a play that is called at the right time time with that route ran so i'd love to see one get ran and get it put on film so it's ready for the prime time in a big game against the vikings down the road Uh, and overall less penalties and just be on the same page how many times have we seen rogers throw a hot route because of a disguised coverage or blitz and the receiver wasn't looking or the receivers running a different route and the camera always zooms in on rogers and shows that he's frustrated and he's pointing to the receiver just get on the same page no false starts. Just be smooth this week. It'd be the first time I feel like in forever. I also want him to focus on the run. I, even though it hasn't been working in past weeks, we have to keep doing it. We got to we got to find a way to get those linemen to the second level again um, and, and get both running backs, not just Aaron Jones, but also Jamal Williams back on track to where they were running the ball consistently, you know, four or five yards. Um yeah. See, that's funny. I could be wrong, but I didn't even bring up the run game because I don't expect it to be something we're featuring this week. I, yeah, I don't I think agree. it will be featured. I, I don't think, but it's something that we have to try to feature. I mean, you can't give up. You can't you can't just say, all right, here we go. We're going with Aaron Rodgers again. Um, you got to try to beat some good rush defenses. Well, the Can, other thing, too, is I look at I look at who we're playing coming up to kind of wrap up the season. The Bears game is going to be really tough to run. Uh, Vikings are, are solid. I wouldn't mind just saying up tempo, 
And please, Rogers, do not hold it for longer than 15 seconds like you have been. And I think we'll be fine. But I agree. It would be nice to get the run going. But at this point, if we can just feel confident that Lazard and Adams are in the groove, that the tight ends are playing their part, that we're continuing to get the ball through the air to the backfield, that's my more important stat of can we feel like our passing game is where it needs to be heading into these final three weeks. So let's do some predictions for this game. Uh, where are we thinking this game's going to end up and who is our MVP? All right. So I'll go first this week since Dan was so close last week, we got to make up for it. Right. So I got the Redskins or, I mean, I got the Packers winning. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh. <laughs> Dang. Almost threw a curveball there. Didn't I? Uh, I but no, I have, right I have the Packers winning 34 to 19. Um, I really want the Packers to keep them under 20 points. That, that'll that reconvince me that our defense is somewhat uh, decent this year, uh, even though with all the yards and points that they are giving up. Um, and then I also think that Aaron Rodgers, and like you guys are saying, the wide receivers are good. I think they got something going last week, and I think it continues this week with the w- not great secondary in, in Washington. And then for uh, my MVP, I'm actually going with a secondary guy, Adrian Amos. Uh, I think he needs to come up big with his solid tackling in this game. I think he is going to be challenged one-on-one with both running backs, uh, probably multiple times. Um, And then also in coverage, I think they're going to ask a lot of him to cover a single high coverage a lot uh, because we will be having eight in the box probably to stop this run game. So, uh, yeah, I think Amos needs to come up big in this game. Yeah, my focus around this game is, you know, like I said earlier, just being consistent, being smooth, less penalties. From the defensive side, I want to see a little more, though. I'd, I want to see if Fackrell can put together another nice game. I'm intrigued on the middle linebacker rotation. We saw them take Martinez out at uh, the middle of the fourth quarter when it was a passing situation. I'm interested if they're going to show us more of that Goodson and or Burks look uh, with Martinez on the sideline. And then DBs, I just want to see aggressiveness. If, the pa- if we can keep a pass rush on these guys, which we've been successful – almost all year in having a pass rush. So I don't understand loose coverage or zone coverage. I want to see them up there getting physical on these younger receivers, pressing them and making plays on the ball. It's going to open up a ton of opportunities for tip passes and interceptions. So that includes Mike Pettin. Disguise a couple blitzes for big plays because Dwayne Haskins is not going to be able to recognize what's coming at him. Uh, it's still early in his uh, development. So I'm going to go with my same prediction because I was close enough last week Uh the field goal instead of a touchdown was the only difference. So I'm going to stick with 31-17. And we all know when it comes to a pass rush who the MVPs would be. It would be Zadarius or Preston Smith. But I'm going to look to a guy that I hated coming into this year, Kyler Fackrell. Continue to show up in the run game and go get a sack, and I will call you an MVP this week. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same in terms of offense. Uh, I'm going to say 30-23. to 23. I do think Washington just – has a little bit of talent. I do hope, I was going to say Kenny Clark, I liked watching some of those plays where you had Kenny Clark actually being a run stuff, stuffer. You had the Smiths coming in and then Burks coming to clean up. It was it was beautiful. It was what we kind of hoped for this whole season. But I think it's going to be Devontae again because I, I just think when he's hot and they're feeling it, plus the amount of targets he's going to get, um, I, I hope he does really well and, and pulls it off. But I think we also wanted to kind of look at where we were in this playoff standings, which is kind of interesting because I believe if we can somehow find a way to close out this season with four wins, 
we could be looking at a first round by with all of the games that 49ers and the Seahawks and the Saints have to play basically against each other. Uh, great news for everybody, especially in Packer Nation, with the Vikings mm-hmm. loss against Seattle. Even if we go over Monday night and lose, assuming everything else goes to plan, we win the head-to-head series pretty much already based on division and splitting the head-to-head. So I guess where do we expect to end up as we make this final four-week push? Yeah, I have a hard time predicting a victory in Minnesota with what we've currently seen. I've seen a little more consistency out of the Vikings and then give them the home field advantage. So I'm not predicting a loss quite yet. But if we go three and one, you have a home field game in the wild card round. Um, I would take that. And, you know, for how bad our performances have been against the Chargers and the 49ers and scorched earth, burned down the house, you know, Packer fan mentality. uh, We have a real shot, though, at a bye week and maybe not home field advantage all the way through the NFC playoffs, but a home game after a bye week. And that's, that's, those are always great opportunities to play in the Super Bowl. So, uh, it's an exciting chance we have ahead of us. We got to get right though in, in these next games. Yeah. It's going to come down to the final game of the season to figure out who's probably going to be number two, number three, uh, or number five, uh, in Seattle and San Francisco's case. Um, but, Man, I think we we fit right where we are. We're going to finish number three. Um, I just pray that a West Coast team is not number two so we don't have to play them uh, come and travel uh, to the West Coast because we've proven that we're not great at that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we, we finished out three and one, um, hopefully not two and two, uh, as I had guessed last week. Uh, but, yeah, three and one, and we finished number three in the NFL. I was just going to say, let's just make sure we do finish three and one. If if that's worst case scenario, that's all right. Although I think with the current projections, would we not have Minnesota coming to Lambeau for the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. 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 It depends if I mean, that's the thing is we have to win the North. Like we have to win the North because you're almost guaranteed a third seed because the NFC East is such dog poop. Yeah. The uh, the only thing would be if the 49ers season just kind of falls apart with who they have to finish up with, which is amazing that the uh, the longest undefeated team in the NFL is looking at a fifth or sixth seed with people above them having a better record, which is just is crazy Insane. to me. But this is the NFL. It happens about once every five years where you go. There's no way in hell somebody should have a home field advantage. And yet they do. Congratulations, Cowboys slash Eagles on ruining football, and that's all we're going to hear about. For <laughs> are about they going to be like the? Are they going to be like the Panthers of a few years past, where they made the playoffs at seven and nine? And yep. was like, this or is we had, or it was, uh, it was the Saints that had to go up to Seattle that one year. Like it's just, it happens yeah, yep. on in a handful of years where you have an absolute crappy team that somehow gets a fourth seed. Like, yeah. I totally agree with the fact that they should be in the playoffs because you won your division. Great. But after that, let's just line it up by record because, my goodness, this is horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> and I saw on ESPN today, even real fast, I saw a, a headline on ESPN, are the Seahawks the best team in the NFC? And it's like just last week we were talking about how unstoppable the 49ers are after <laughs> beating down the Packers. And, yeah, the Seahawks are a good team, and they beat a good Vikings team on Monday Night Football. I get that. But then immediately, you know, three days later to say, well, the Seahawks are now the best team. The 49ers lost to the Ravens, who might be the best team in all the NFL right now. So there's a lot to flush out in the next four weeks. Packers need to go 3-1 and one at worst, 
and make sure they have a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, and just like you said, I think there's five teams in the NFC that can make the Super Bowl. I think it, any of those teams could get hot, make the right play at the right moment, um, and and represent the NFC well in the Super Bowl also. I, I don't think any of them would be an upset, even if Minnesota were to run the table. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, They're a little banged up right now, but if they get healthy and get uh, Adam Thalen back, I mean, that's a dangerous team to play in the postseason. So it's going to be a fun playoff. I can't I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So that will do it for this episode. Come on. Ten wins. Ten wins. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Go Pack. Go. Go.